0: Amen. And so I want to just challenge us here briefly. Uh, we like to do this at the beginning of the year. We've done this the last few years and where we talk about you uh, getting a word, getting a word from God. And, and I was thinking about this and, and actually we prayed this in prayer before the service that over the seven billion people. I mean, there's a lot of people on this planet that God knows everything about them. Amen. Everything. Everything. Fingerprint, hair—you get grew that lost—all of that knows everything about him, right? Amen. Knows everything about you. And how many of you know that he has a word for you just as much as he has for them? If you're hungry, if you're thirsty, if you really want to know—and I don't mean a whole paragraph or a sentence—that's fine. But there's a specific one word. Somebody shout one word. It's harder to kind of nail that down because what it, we'll see here, it'll help us with our focus. So, so But this year, I want just, to ch- just talk to you about, you know, if we come into 2020 and this, this challenge of becoming something, becoming something. And we base this off of a book over the last three or four years that we've kind of promoted here. And you, how many got Amazon Prime? In two days, you can get the book for about 12 bucks, okay? And I'm sharing this now because on the 15th, Somebody shout the 15th. That's the third day into our prayer and fasting. That night we're going to come together and we're going to share. You have an opportunity to come up briefly and share your word. This is the word that God has given me this year and, and just elaborate a little bit on that. And so we provide opportunity for that. So there's the book. There's three authors. Took me 49 minutes to read. I'm a slow reader. So. Some of you can kind of, you know, you'll be done. But there's a lot of uh, helpful tools in that. I'm not going to get into all of that to help you just discover this word so you can pray about these next two weeks before we come to meet together. Amen? And so what's the big deal, you know, about one word? Well, I wrote this down. The only guarantee that tomorrow is going to get better is if you're growing today. Can I say that again? Some of you just woke up. The only guarantee that tomorrow is going to get better is that if you were growing today, otherwise it's going to be, ready? Same old, same old. Can we say that together? Say it, ready? Same old, same old. you got to be doing something different. You can't hope for a brighter future and you don't do anything to change that. It, come on now, anything to grow. Anything to intersect your routine. That, well, we love routines. She said, no, I love change, Pastor. The change that I make for my life. Come on now. My wife asked me that one time. She asked me about food. She goes, are you real picky with food? I said, no, I just like the things I like. <laughs> she should have known. <laughs> so, so what's the big deal about one word? I mean, it's just one word. Some of you may be wondering, but it's like, how, how can just one word help an ordinary person accomplish extraordinary things? And what I mean by extraordinary things, I think, you know, we've done, let me just say this and go out on a limb a little bit. And so, you parents, you've got little kids. It's important, hear me, to tell our kids that we give them positive affirmation. Amen. But I think what happened in previous generations, we told our kids, you can do anything, you're the best. You're the, come on now. You're the greatest. You can, And the truth of the matter is, you can't do everything. But you can do something really good. That's what you should do. Amen? Some of you are looking at me like you know, a deer in headlights. It's true. It's like, okay, I tried to focus on our kids. Okay, what are you good at? That, do. What are you? And even if you say, well, if you're passionate about it. You know what? You may be passionate to be a pro foot, football player and you're 108 pounds. Come on now. And you, you got little legs. You know what I mean? You're not going to, it's not going to happen, all right? And so you could be passionate about things, but what are you good at? What, what is God's grace? So every single one of you has something that God has graced and given you ability. Natural things that you are, you are really good at. You see, you know, you may be someone that's very organized how I many you know somebody needs that, especially in this generation? They need that. So let me get off of that. But here, here's the secret. Here's the secret. An extraordinary person is simply an ordinary person. That's just me right there, Amen. With focus. With focus. And one word brings that focus to unleash extraordinary discipline and accomplish, I believe, great things in our lives. So I believe that God has a word for us all this year in 2020. A word that God can impart into your life, that a word that is going to be for your good. Can you say amen? A specific word to create clarity, power, passion, life change, if you will let it. If you will let it. If you will let it. It's your one word, it's your it's your one vision or theme for the entire year and and it will help you to become what God wants you to become. And I believe He has words for each and every one of you. You know, coming into a new year here is we're at the new year in the beginning, the first Sunday, and we have a lot of New Year's resolutions people try to make. And yeah, you'll notice after if you go to the gym, the gym has an influx, but come on now. Certain, certain things, and, and and those things are good, but we peter out. Why? Because every new year, percent eighty-seven percent of adults, more than over two hundred and six million people create new goals talking America and resolutions only to experience the same frustrating results false starts and failure now don't raise your hand on this but how many can say amen to that I'm going to lose weight this year I heard one pastor say one time he said you know what I'm going to lose weight this year and I'm glad to announce I'm going to lose 10 pounds this year and after about 6 months and he said I'm only 30 pounds left to go (laughs) so we all are faced with that And and so this is not a New Year's resolution message. Okay, I'm going to go somewhere. 50% of resolution makers will fail by the end of January. In other words, only half of us stick to our convictions for even 30 days. Most resolutions are long forgotten by summertime, and we get derailed and we give up. That's a fact. That's why there's a lot of books you'll see that come out, and there are books that come out at the beginning of the year and promising, hey, a new it's a new beginning, and you know, you're going to be the best chef now, and you know, all of this, your best life now. And even though those resolutions are meant to be good, they're well intended solutions, unfortunately, they're built on a flawed foundation, and this is the flawed foundation of more effort. And more willpower and more goal setting. Now, let me temper this. Let me just temper this here. Why is that? Because the problem is, I believe, is we set to do goals instead of to be goals. Someone shout to do. You know, there's a lot of things we need to do. In life, how I many you know as a husband, you get up, you go to work, you make, you provide. There's things you have to, to do, to do, and you know, take care of the children. If they're sick, you know, you comfort them and you nurse them back to health. I mean, these are important things. Prepare dinners, you know, have a home that's safe and a marriage that's harmonious. Amen. These are things that we are important, but, but I'm not talking about those basic things here. When we talk about our word for the year, I'm talking about what does God want us to be? What does he want you to be this year? So what do you mean, Pastor Mike? To be. Why is that important? In other words... Let me just say it this way. Success is measured by what we accomplish instead of who we become. So when we set these to-do goals, and which I'm saying in the natural, for many of them they're important, and they actually help a lot of people having those goals, but, but I'm talking about us personally and spiritually in our life. So that's the frame where I'm heading. Success is measured by what we accomplish instead of who we become, and I believe God wants us to become something this year. If you're an impatient person, come on now. How many you know he would rather you, you know, become more patient? It's a fruit of the Spirit. Are you still with me this morning? These are things that he, he wants us, I believe, to become. Maybe this year the Holy Spirit has wanted you to be more gracious in your relationship. Uh, you know, patient with your spouse. Amen. Long-suffering with your spouse. <laughs> or long-suffering, you know, with your co-workers or, or situations. Long-suffering. How many you know he might want us to be kinder? How many know that, you know, if we have a foul mouth, he would want us to not be foul? Come on now. Yeah, I'm just talking about the nitty gritty here. This is, just, you know, a lot of times we have these big uh, uh, demonstrative things that, you know, we shoot at, and God is saying, well, ho, 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 hold on here. Let's, let's, let's start right here at the home. Let's start right where we're at. How many with me say amen? Uh, more generous. If you're tightwad, you know, you squeak when you walk. You know, how about God wants you to be more generous this year? Amen. Sometimes would be the hardest thing. Like, you could buy a cup of coffee for somebody. Amen. Yeah. You know, and and or whatever. You know, just be more generous. Generous. How about being others focused? Yeah. Well, let's see. Well, what 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 you know? Here's our goal. Here's what you know. We're, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pile up more money. We're gonna expand business. How about just be thinking of others? How can we? Bless others. You know, I saw this family in a church or whatever, or I heard this situation, and they're going through. How can we just be a blessing? Amen. That's a good time to say amen. <clears throat> others focused, you know. So, so maybe the Holy Spirit is, is wanting us to be something this year in, instead of just having the to-do this year. So here's the thing. I'm convinced that God is more concerned, now watch this, with our character, we would all say amen, than our accomplishments. Did you hear that? Otherwise, watch this, he would be more concerned with time and wasting it, but he isn't. Did you get that? What do you mean, Pastor Mike? Moses spent 40, somebody show 40 years. years. I want you to think back if you're over 40, how old you were. (laughs) So if you're 60, you were 20. Come on now. think, Think back 40 years in the backside of a desert basically doing nothing tending sheep waiting for that burning 40 years do you think him as a deliverer at times we just thought my life my biological clock it's just ticking away and, 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 and what does is God is, 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 well you know just, he needs 10 more years of time with God he, there is no time with God okay but for us time keeps ticking keeps going away and so God is more concerned, I believe, with our character than what we accomplished great things. That convicts me in many ways. So I like to see things accomplished. and I don't think that's wrong. Otherwise, you'd be concerned with time. I mean, I think of Saul, who was you know, saved, had an encounter, and became Paul, one of the early disciples, the apostle. And so then after he gets saved, and he's ready to tear it up, he's got a grace and gift from God. He writes two-thirds of the New Testament. Before he does any of that, for 14 years, he's in hiding. 14 years. I want you to think back 14 years. What were you doing 14 years ago? Think, and then just take you and hide you somewhere like a monk. He's in a community. He's doing nothing. God, this guy, you wasted 14. God is more concerned about our character than what we accomplish. Amen. One more. <laughs> um, I think of Joseph as a slave. We know the story about, many of you know you know, he was sold into slavery. His brothers betrayed him. Then he's thrown in, a, you know, uh, as, a, as a slave. And then he's wrongly accused. He's in a dungeon. And he's there between 10 to 15 years, all of this spanning. And then in one day, he's second in command in Egypt. And you would think, God, he wasted so much time. Could have done so much more in those 15 years. And he's in a dungeon. God is more concerned. Are you with me this morning with our character? Amen. And so let me just challenge us all here this morning. God God might not be asking us to do something this year, but he might be asking us to be something this year. And so so the thing about making resolutions, and I'm not kind of poo-pooing on them, but let me just say this, that it convinces us that all we have to do it's kind of get in there and roll up our sleeves, get to work. And yes, for some of you, that needs to be your word this year. Get some fire going, get to work. Amen? You know, I think of the one, the one on Christmas vacation, and then the uncle comes in, and he hasn't been working for six years, and the wife says, he's waiting for management. I never got that. It's like, get to work, get doing. There's plenty of jobs out there. Amen? Amen. Oh, wow, that was pretty weak after a New Year's. <laughs> Get fired up there. It's kind of like Larry the Cable Guy says, Get her done. Some of you need to get her done. Amen? <clears throat> but 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 but, the, but for most of us this practice of you know these to-do goals to do you know what we need to accomplish this year and write that all out and, and I think that's fine. But it, it encourages us here me to put the power of life change in our heads, in our hands with the game plan to change our habits and and then in essence it just kind of like turns you loose and you just accomplish that. That's good, but the problem with this approach is that for many times it ignores the most important part of life change. The most important part of life change, as your pastor, is a change of heart. God wants our hearts to change. He wants our hearts to be impacted, that we're different people, that we more emulate Christ as the older we get. And we can all say amen to that, amen? Amen. But here I am, at 55, just thought I'd let you all know that, born in 64 if you want to do the calculation, but 55, and I hope I'm more godly than I was when I was 25. I really hope I do. And the only people, the only way to really test that is not just in my mind, but is is how do I act with other people? What, What do other people say about me? That's a scary thing. I love you all this morning, just want you to know that. But it's true. It's a reality. Have I failed? Many, many times. Have I disappointed people? Have I hurt people? Not intentionally, but yes. And what do I do? I apologize. I'm sorry, but i got to move forward. Amen? So do you. So do you. How many with me say amen? Almost done here, actually, almost done. We received communion. So a change of heart, the most important part. You know, here's the thing. What good is it if you're a terrible husband, wife, person, whatever, you know, at the beginning of the year, but this year you make two times more, more money than you did last year, and at the end of the year you're still a terrible husband, wife, person. You just made more money, that's all. Think your life is greater? Nobody wants to hang with you. Nobody wants to be around you. Nobody wants to chill with you because you're just a terrible person. No, we don't have any in here terrible people. I'm just saying, in general. How many with me? Say Amen. You know. So God is looking for change in our heart. John fifteen five, tremendous verse. Jesus said, "I am the vine; you are the branches. If you remain in me, some shall remain." Remain in me and I in you. You will bear much fruit. How many you want to bear fruit this year? I do. I want to bear fruit. But he says, apart from me, you can do nothing or no good thing. No, you know, I've talked before about that and I've heard other people talk about it. It's like, yeah, I can do a lot of things. I mean, I can do a lot. People every day are doing things without God. They don't even believe in God. They don't, they don't even follow God. They're atheists. They can do a lot of tremendous accomplishments, but they're not eternal can't take them with you. You can build buildings all day and, you know, and have uh, real estate and billions, but when you die and, and you, you, you lose your soul, it means nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Your net worth could be five million, but you die and you lost your soul. You've lost everything. Come on now. Amen. God wants us to change our focus this year. Come me with me say amen? Almost done. And so you can do nothing, but anything that's eternal is done by what God does in and through our hearts. Very quickly, Colossians 1.18 says, He, Jesus, is also the head of the church. Boy, I'm so thankful he's the head, not me. Amen. Amen. (laughs) You mad at something he said? He said it. I didn't say it, but I'll preach it. He is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning. Wow. He started it all. Amen. The first to come back so life, watch this. This is what I want us to see. So that he would have, come on now, can we just say this together? First place in everything. That's what God wants this year. That's what he wants in my life. That's what he wants in your life. And some of you right now are even thinking, you know what, the decisions I've made, some of the things that I've done, they've taken that first place away. Hey, you know what the good news today is? Great news today. You ready? You can begin again. Amen. Start again. I I was so much on my routine and whatever it got in. This happened and that. I feel I'm so far. You've been digging a hole and it's getting really, really dark in that hole because you're getting really deep. You know what? Just begin again. Just step up. So you know what? I'm going to start a fresh new begin this day today. How many with me say amen? (laughs) Amen. He is the head of the church. He wants first place in everything. Why? He is as creator, sustainer, and source of all good, God deserves the first place in all of our lives. Can I get an amen? Amen. That's the truth. He deserves that. One translation says, in order that he alone might have the first place in all things, in order that he himself may have in all things occupy the foremost place. What do you mean, Pastor Mike? See, here's the thing. God never asks for more than we can give, but he does ask for the best we can give. Amen. Amen. Amen? He asks for the best. Stand with me if you would, please. I'm just going to conclude with uh, uh, here something that I kind of shared at the end of last week. We had the storm, but we still had church. Maybe it was very, really difficult to get out. And, anyhow, but um, I just want to encourage you. Let's not make resolutions this year. Can we, can we be challenged with that? Can you be all right with that? Let's ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what do you want us to be this year? If we're snippy with our spouse, maybe we should be not long-suffering. Come on. These are just real practical things. But how many know God's more concerned about character than he is what you accomplished this year? It's great that you accomplished some great things. That's awesome. But he wants us with our character. How many still love me? Say amen. Amen. Here's a word I have for the church. He's praying about this. He's just asking the direction and... Once again, Lord, what do you want us to do? What do you want us to do? And he said, I don't want you to do anything. Okay. (laughs) Because I've been pretty frustrated. (laughs) But his word is the word stand. And I was reading in Habakkuk, his prophet in the Old Testament. And if you read chapter 1, he's complaining about the Chaldeans and how they come in and they're just, they just—they come in with their horses and they're swift and they're brutal and they scoop up people like nets and they put them as slaves and there's no justice. And then he's frustrated and, God, we, we need you to intervene and you're silent, you're not saying anything and, and how could you just let this stuff go on and not do something about it? Can't you see what's going on in the world? And Why, 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 why? And then he, chapter 2, verse 1. He says, I will stand my guard post. I will station myself on the wall and I will watch to see what God will say to me. And what answer I will get to my complaint or one translation actually says to my thinking, that reasoning. And so that's where I felt. I said, that's where I'm at right there. Come on, God. We're, we're, We're doing all we can here to move forward. and I mean, we're thankful for where we're at, but come on, God. How many with me say amen? And so the Lord said, I want you to stand. If you read on there, you can, and Habakkuk, he says, yeah, write that vision down. And he and he goes on to say, actually, he says, he says that, he says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. Watch this. It will not disappoint. It will not deceive. It will, it will, not, it will come to pass. We just need to stand. And then we know the very familiar passage from a spiritual warfare standpoint to stand. Ephesians 6 13, for this reason take up all the armor that God supplies. Then you will be able to take a stand during these evil days. And once you have overcome all obstacles, I thought, I don't know how many more obstacles we can face as a church, but we keep overcoming them. All obstacles, you will be able to stand your ground and take our ground. That's why I felt for the church that we're not to go do something. We're to be something. Men and women that stand in faith. Come in with me. Say amen. After you've done everything to stand, after you've done all things, we're standing. Now I'm just going to be real vulnerable right now and I'm going to share my personal word. You'll be able to do this on Wednesday, but here it is. And Some of you think, I knew it. I knew it. This is my word, obey. I knew that guy was in disobedience. I just knew it. <laughs> no, I don't feel, I mean, I'm not in any known disobedience in my life unless, you know, some of you go, well, I can sure tell you, you know. But it's the word obey. It's where I felt obey. It's different than than just, you know what, yeah, there's going to be times that I'm going to be struggling and I need to obey, amen? But it's this. In Psalm 119, 112 the Thomas writes, he said, I've determined in my heart to obey whatever you say fully and forever. And I just kind of put a little smiley face that this is really not going to be an easy word for me. Because sometimes, how many know when you, it's easy to obey when you agree? <laughs> oh, I agree with that. Yeah, hey, amen. We're on board with that. But when you don't agree with it and you don't like it, that's, I, I, just, I felt God saying, Mike, because I'm going to be giving you some things. And they may be hard. They may be challenging. But will you obey? Will you stand your ground? Are you going to determine in your heart? Whatever you say, your way. Your way, God. Amen? Amen? Make up our minds. Make up our minds. So the challenge for you all is, what is your word from God this year? What is the Holy Spirit asking you to be? Now, many of you may be asking you to do something, and I'm not taking away from that. Please hear me. Please understand what I'm saying. I hope you got that this morning. There's something of a character issue that God wants you to be. More than what you and I accomplished this year. And we can really only accomplish eternal things if God helps us with that. Amen? Amen. So in conclusion, we're ready to receive communion, and maybe the ushers can get that ready. But while you're standing, I, I just want to share what I shared at the end of last week. And some of you, you know, still may be struggling. What does God want me to be? I don't know. What does he want me to to be? And and you're thinking, well, I'm not even at that point to be. What do you mean, Pastor? And you still ask the question, what does he want me to do? What is your plan for your life? So if you're still kind of hung up on that, you're inquiring about that, what are you to do? And you cried out, you've prayed, you've asked God, and you are faced with silence, like Habakkuk was faced with. And so I shared this last week and we end with this quickly. <clears throat> How many know that God has given us a lot to do in his word already? Right? There's a, there's a lot. He wants us to have his attitude and his mindset. And he wants our lives to look like his. So he says in his word what we are to do. And so, so this year, for those, I just want to challenge us all. Let's be obedient to what he's already commended us to do in his word. Some of you are looking for details and specifics. Oh, God, am I going to get married this year? Oh, God, are you going to bring the guy into my life? Oh, God, is this going to happen? Oh, God, is that going to happen? And you're not getting anything clear. You know, there's a scripture in the Old Testament that says that he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Some of you have heard that, right? And that's the truth. But that word findeth in the Hebrew actually means along the way as you are walking. As you are serving, as you are just doing what you know to do, not looking. Change that picture. I need a better selfie. It's along the way, as you're, come on now, as you're walking, as you're serving in God's house, as you're serving others, as you're loving others, as you're worshiping, as you're just saying, God knows how to get that person to you. Somebody shout amen. That's a fact. That's a fact. He will. Along the way. So let's just be obedient. So what do you mean? Ephesians 5.1. Says we are to imitate him. That's a good word. Imitate him, amen. Uh, Philippians 4 8 says, Think about what is pure, holy, and right. Wow. Uh, Write that one down. I talked three weeks on this one, 1 Thessalonians 5. Be joyful. Joy may be a word for some of you, I don't know. Here's another one, 1 Thessalonians 5. Pray continually. That doesn't mean you walk around praying in tongues constantly. People think you're not. No. What it means is, what it means is, is that you have a relationship and an ebb and a flow of prayer. Prayer is on your lips. And you're, you can, in a moment's time, Lord God, you can pray, and then praying, coming together, corporately. We do that on Saturdays. First Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances. Colossians 3.17, let the word of Christ dwell in me. That's a good word for all of us, amen. Proverbs 19.17, be kind to the poor. There's that generous thing. Mm-hmm. Focus my heart on heavenly things, Colossians 3.2. That's a great word. Ephesians 4.32, be kind and compassionate. Colossians 4.2, be devoted to prayer. Mm. 1 Timothy 3.2, live above reproach. Colossians 4.5, make the most of every opportunity. Every head bowed, please, as we're about to receive communion. Why are you sharing all this stuff, Pastor Mike? You know, because there is a gift within each and every one of you. I believe that. And you're like, I'm still trying to discover my gift. Just still kind of discover my gift. God has a word for you this year. I believe that. And see, the purpose of life is to discover your gift. The meaning of life is to give your gift away. That's God's heart. You're here this morning as a pastor. I'm not right with the Lord. I'm entering a new year and I just feel challenged. I, I don't want to waste my life. I don't want to screw my wheels. I don't want to have same old, same old. I want to begin again. And today's a great day for you to come back to God, to lay your offenses and hurts and disappointments down and stop going back in the past, whining, crying, complaining of who did you wrong. Let them go. Let them go. Release them. Begin again. Don't let them tie you down. They have no power over you, only what you give them. And if you keep rehashing it, you're going to separate so many opportunities God has for you. Forgive them, release them. But I don't really forgive them in my heart. Forgive them again. Vocalize it, say it. Speak God's word over the situation, and God will bring healing to your life. I'm a living testimony of that with the relationship of my Father. Let's pastor, pray for me. You're here this morning. You see. I want to say yes to that. Let's pray together corporately if we will. Say this to me. Say, Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sin. Jesus, I give you my life. Now take it. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for filling me with your Holy Spirit and forgiving me of my sin. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us today in the ministry of God's Word. My prayer today is that you will experience a new revelation of who Christ is in you. Feel free to make as many copies of this message as you like. For more information about Church for the Harvest scheduled ministry times and meeting place, please visit us at churchfortheharvest.com or contact the church office at 320-759-1400 at churchfortheharvest.com You belong.